Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. A Thursday show for you today. Ryan Rothstein is going to come on and do a little crossover as the Nets take on the Sixers tonight. The much anticipated March 10th game, which uh, you still get Harden versus the Nets, but it does lose a little luster with no Simmons. But excited for that one. We'll talk about that one. Got to give a little props to the Knicks here. How about that? Three in a row, all on the road, all West Coast teams. This Knicks team who, I mean, they're still not going anywhere. But look, dead as a doornail. Haven't beaten anybody. Lost a million games in a row. They beat the Clippers Sunday night. All right. Everybody wins one once in a while, you figure. Uh, You know, a little bit of a fluky win, whatever. Clippers aren't great. Then uh, Monday, second night of a back-to-back, they're down 15 against the Kings. They come back and win by, I don't know, 17, 18 points. Another pretty impressive game. I know it's the Kings. Uh, They're not winning the NBA championship this year, I don't think. So, Uh, okay, two in a row. But then last night, Dallas, who's a good team. You know, Doncic is an MVP candidate, but a fringe MVP candidate. Dallas, kind of a sleeper team in the West, 40 and 25 coming in last night. The Knicks go in. And win the game in Dallas, 107 to 77. Uh, they're up 26 at the half, and they were actually the Knicks were actually plus 750 on the money line for just the second half, and it hit. It hit. They were uh, the lead got cut down to like 15, 18. You figure, you know what? The Mavs are down big. They'll wake up. They'll make a run. They did, but the Knicks kind of took that punch after being outscored 31, 22 in the third quarter. The Knicks come back and win the fourth quarter. 24 to 12. So they win the second half. They win the game by 30. They they cash the plus 750 on the money line, which 
Uh, just crazy, crazy night in the NBA to, to go into Dallas and win by 30. Uh, unbelievable. They held the, the Mavericks. I mean, the Mavericks did nothing on offense. 12 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, I know that the Mavs were 1 of 21 from 3 at halftime. Just a terrible shooting night. So uh, good defense by the Knicks. Good for the Knicks. Good for the Knicks. I mean, we kill the Knicks all the time. Rightfully so. But uh, uh, nice to see them put together three in a row. I mean, not nice. I don't really care, to be honest. But good for them. Good for them. We beat up on them all the time. So got to be fair about it. When they win three in a row, we'll give them a little credit. Uh, I was trying to think, you know, this podcast started, I started doing this end of October, early November. Uh, if you go back to listen to my first podcast, it might be the, the worst po podcast in the history of podcasts. Not that they've gotten much better, but they've gotten a little better. But I'm trying to think, you know, end of October, early November, between all the games the Giants lost, all the games the Jets lost, uh, the Knicks losing a million games in a row. The Nets just had a 3-15 and 15 stretch. I never come on here and just say anything nice. There's never anything good to say about any of these teams. Uh, they just always basically lose every night. So it's it's basically the same, you know, intro, the same kind of uh, tenor of the show, the same kind of mood of the show is just beating up on these teams because they lose every game. So kind of kind of interesting, a little different to come in here and say good things about the Knicks who have now just won their third in a row all on the road. 28-38. Uh, and 38. So, again... Not going anywhere. Not really in the mix for even the 10th seed. They are in Memphis tomorrow, so I would expect that streak to end. Then they are at Brooklyn Sunday. So not sure that they'll keep this going. But And not sure, Knicks fan, not sure you really want to win. You're probably better off with the lottery balls. Get as many ping-pong balls as you can and try to get uh, Holmgren or, or Bonchero from Duke. Try to get one of these big-time players. But the Knicks do win three in a row. Uh, but the story is the Nets and the Sixers tonight. Nets are plus four and a half at Bet River Sportsbook, total all the way up to 233, which I can understand. The Sixers have just been an offensive juggernaut uh, since they got Harden. That's just a two-man game. That's really hard to stop. And uh, they are a little vulnerable on defense, so both those things add up to an over. You take into account all the free throws Philly shoots. They live at the line. They get in the bonus, which as an over better, that's all you can ask for is to get to the line, get, add points without the clock moving. That's, that's the whole name of the game when you're betting totals. It's all about the clock. So uh, I, I would still lean over. You're missing the best of the number. That opened at 229 all the way up to 233. So would lean over. Uh, it's tough to bet it over 233 when it opened 239. Though you're just not getting the best of the number. That's not the way to do things. Uh, as far as the game itself, um, I, I lean Philly here. I, I lean Philly here. I don't love laying. You know, it, it's the line's gone back and forth too. Four and a half up to five. Now it's four. I just can't lay five against Durant. At four, I'm a little more interested. It would be a lean to Philly um, as the Nets look to go over 500 again. Uh, this is where they can get on track. If they can steal this game tonight, they get the Knicks. Then they get Orlando. Then they host the Mavericks. They host the Blazers. Nets could all of a sudden be on like a five, six game winning streak if they can win this game tonight after playing terribly for just a month, month and a half. Uh, going through a scenario where they're what three and fifteen, three and sixteen, they basically lose every single night. If the Nets can steal this game tonight, and again, I don't expect them to, but I wouldn't be shocked. Again, you'll have Kyrie, you'll have Durant. So you, anytime you got those two guys, you'll uh, you got a shot. Um, this is this is one you could steal. If if you could steal this one, you're in good shape here because, like I said, Knicks, Magic, home for the Mavs, and then home for the Blazers, who are just awful. I don't know if you saw this last night. Uh, Jazz Blazers last night. The Jazz were 19.5 point favorites uh, against the Blazers, who are still only a half game out of the plane somehow. That game was 93 to 39 at one point. Just insane. That's the highest uh, 
The 19 and a half is the highest spread in the NBA this year. And the Jazz, I didn't see the final. I, I would imagine they ended up covering. Uh, I think they did. So uh, a chance for the Nets to get on track. They win Tuesday night in Charlotte, which, uh, look, I told you before that game, I, I actually really liked them that night. A game they had to have. Kyrie went off, scored a million points. They were up by 25-30 in the first half. Took their foot off the gas a little bit in the second half, but they got a win they needed. So tonight they can make it two in a row. Then the schedule eases up a little bit. So big picture, they're still not going to get to the six. And again, the six is the line in the sand where you need to get to to avoid the play-in. But uh, as long as you get to the seven or the eight, you only need one win. You get two chances to win one game with Durant healthy, with Kyrie back, maybe back, at least there for the road game. Uh, you should get, you should win one of the games, and then you're in the play, and then you're you're kind of on even keel. So things looking up a little bit for the Nets. If they can steal this game tonight, that goes a long way to getting them to, uh, I would say the eighth seed is a good goal for them. Just be the eighth seed. If you got to play in Toronto, it's not the end of the world now. Kyrie can't play in Toronto, which is one wrinkle in this because of Canada's uh, vaccine rules. But again, if you're, if you're the eighth seed, if you're the eighth spot uh, going into the playoffs, you're in decent shape. That gives you two chances to win one game. And if you win the 7-8 matchup, you become the 7 seed. So uh, different, uh, different, a little get weird getting used to. I know for traditional NBA fans, this whole playing thing is a little bit confusing. But once you get used to it, it's not too confusing. It makes makes some sense. Uh, so the Nets can steal one tonight. Fun game. Should be a, a crazy atmosphere, even though there's no Simmons. Harden versus the Nets. Uh, could be a playoff preview. Doc versus Ben Simmons at some point. So... Hopefully we get this in the playoffs. If, if you bet the Sixers like I did to win the East, you don't want to see it too early. You don't want to see it in the first round. That would be a tough break. You'd rather play, I don't know, Cleveland, Chicago, pretty much. Not, not anybody else. Maybe, maybe Probably even Boston. I just don't want any part of Durant uh, if I'm Philly. So that's tonight. A lot of college basketball to get to. Syracuse plays Duke at noon. So that'll by the time you listen to this, that game will be over with. Uh, Duke should take care of Syracuse. Duke is a 17-point favorite. Buddy Beheim is suspended. I don't know if you guys saw this yesterday. Buddy Beheim punches a kid on, who did they play yesterday? Florida State. And then after the game, Beheim said, well, it was an accident. You know, it was an accident. If you, Jim, 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 Jim. We all saw it. The kid, he punches the kid in the stomach. It's a cheap shot. Uh, Beheim also said, well, the kid was pushing him. So which one is it? Which, which one is it? Was it an accident or was it deserved? He basically said the other kid deserved it because he was pushing his son. Um Bad luck by Bayhide. I mean, bad luck. I, I know you got to defend your player. Plus, he's your son. But you, look, any any player you have to defend. But we're not stupid. We saw the play. The kid, he punched the kid in the stomach. To say after, uh, you know, it's an accident, inadvertent. The kid's pushing him. Uh, which one is it? Was, was it an inadvertent or did the kid deserve it? Because, I mean, it's ridiculous. So that's, uh, I think I think Bayhide's a senior too. And he's a really good player. But he is suspended for the day. Bad luck from Bayhide. I mean, Bayhide. Uh, might might be time for Bayhem to hang it up. He's got to be. He's got to be what 78, 79 years old. Uh, enough at this point. I mean, my goodness. Um, so that's uh, that's the college. You got a million games today. Million games Friday all weekend. Really a great time of the year. Uh, if you like college basketball, these games, these tournaments are a lot of fun. A lot of drama. Uh, and then selection on Sunday. So next week we'll do a lot of NCAA tournament. The brackets. I know everyone is uh, is filling out a bracket. So should be a lot of fun. I'm excited for it. When we come back, Ryan Rothstein on Net Sixers, who he likes in that one. He's got a prop for you. And his thoughts on the NFL quarterback carousel. That is next. This is the New York City Cash presented by Bet River Sportsbook.
It's been a trip going to New Jersey to place your online sports bets, but those days are over. Legal online sports betting is now live in New York with Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Sign up right now. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Get an account and start making your bets right here in New York. You even get up to a $250 match on your first deposit. That's Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Must be 21. Playable New York only. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. All right, Ryan Rothstein and I did a little crossover, talked NFL quarterback carousel, talked net sixers, talked some college basketball. Here's my conversation with Ryan. So let's get right into it. The weekly crossover edition, Philly and New York. And I, you know, I think we have a couple things to talk about as we record on Thursday morning, March 10th here. It feels like Christmas Day, maybe a little corny, but man, the, the hype is real, Will. Are we ready for this tonight? Yeah, it's kind of blended in because there's just so much college going on that I'm immersed in that. That this date kind of snuck up on us. We've been hearing about you know this for what three weeks ago? A month ago was the trade. I think it was three weeks ago, March 10th, March 10th, March 10th. And it kind of, it's funny how the mind works. That date is kind of off in the distance, some you know somehow, and then it, it just pops up where you look up like, oh, today's that March 10th game. So, Sixers Nets tonight. Um, I don't know if you believe in miracles, but the New York Knicks have somehow won three games in a row. Oh, including a 30-point win in Dallas last night. And, uh, boy, I was texting one of my friends. They're up 27 at the half, 26 at the half. They were plus 750 for the second half money line, and they hit. So wow. uh, just a, a crazy sequence. Three wins in a row, all first West Coast teams. They blew out the Clippers. They buried the Kings and then uh, buried the Mavs. But we got a good one tonight. Should be fun. Got Kyrie. We got Durant. Uh, should be a lot of points, a lot of fireworks. What are you looking for tonight? I don't know. Now I'm looking at a you know buy low spot for Knicks to come out of the East. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I can save your money there. The, the miracle was winning by 30 and winning the second half money line. That's the miracle. Right. Uh, they're yeah. not. They're not making no a run. more miracles. Yeah, they're not making a run for any sort of playing scenario. They're just. <laughs> we know what they're doing. They're screwing up their lottery position because. They were headed for, I don't know, the fifth, sixth best odds where, who knows, you get the kid from Gonzaga or one of these Duke guys or or whatever. Now that, uh, who knows, you could still get lucky in the lottery, but three wins in a row out of nowhere. They haven't won in forever. And speaking of teams that haven't won forever, the Nets finally won a game the other night. Uh, they had to win. They have just played terribly. Uh, they finally get Durant back. They still lose a couple games. Um, what, what are you looking for tonight? Do you have any bets on this game? You know, I, I like the Sixers, man. I mean, you know, Homer Homer alert here, but <clears throat> interesting. I, I pulled it up when I first, uh, you know, woke up here a little bit earlier today and uh, and last night even. It was at four and a half. Some books had it at five, but Bet Rivers, obviously, four and a half. And now I just refreshed it. It's down to four, so it's moving a little bit. Sixers laying four at home. Total's up to 233 and a half. I saw this total uh, late last night at 229. Yeah, I wish I grabbed the over. I, I did Stormy show yesterday, My Guys in the Desert, and she was asking me about this game. I was like, I don't know what the over is going to be, but whatever it opens at, it's going to move up. And, and boy, that's uh, yeah, turned see, out to I'm, be right. They're, they're just, the Nets have a hard time getting stops. They're really small on defense. And we know the new look Sixers, they've been an over machine. I don't think the Bulls game went over the other night, but they're just so good on offense. They live at the free throw line. Uh, you know, as an overbetter, when you're at the free throw line, that's an overbetter's dream because the clock stopped, you're adding points, uh, you're getting in the bonus, that kind of thing. So um, uh, Philly's been an offensive machine. I still have some questions defensively. 
uh, about them. So I think this will just be a uh, a back and forth kind of a shootout game. I like Philly to win uh, at five. I would take the Nets at four. I don't know, kind of a pass. I'm a little back and forth here uh, on the side. I don't know that I'm going to force a bet here with the side. Uh, I'll be rooting for Philly because of my division futures, my conference futures, all that stuff. So, yeah, uh, you gotta gotta hold off Boston here. Got, Boston seems to win every damn night. But uh, yeah, I would I would lean Philly here. I guess I would lean Philly here, but nothing strong. Yeah, see, I'm I'm confident in my. 76ers side bet, uh, especially at four. Uh, the total, see, we're, we're a little bit vice versa here. The the total now it's at 233 and a half. I, I wouldn't touch that. And for all the points that you make for why you like betting over, especially for, you know, potentially this game, uh, check out. And I agree with, but maybe I'm overthinking this, but um, this crowd's going to be absolutely insane and it's going to be a playoff like atmosphere. So I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, if, if it's a little bit like a playoff game, at least in the first, you know, six to eight minutes and a slow start like that's enough to to push an under uh, through as a as a hit, especially with a total at 233 and a half, 234. So I stay away from the total. And for those same reasons, I feel good laying, laying the four with the 76ers. I understand it's the Nets. I understand it's a big game for them as well on national TV. Both teams are going to be ready. Um, so you, you can't rule out KD and the Nets getting it done, but I just liked, like what I've been seeing way too much here, Will, with, with James Harden and Joel Embiid. And, and maybe I'm too close to the situation, but I feel like this is a bigger game. It's a big game for both, but it's a bigger game for Philadelphia at home with Ben in street clothes watching from, from the sideline there. I think the 76ers are going to want to put out a statement here against this team. Yeah, uh, as someone who's rooting hard for the Sixers, I'm I'm as big a Sixers fan as you are for the next couple. Of <laughs> yeah, months. I know you are. Uh, I don't think there's any big games. I think my big concern from a Sixers perspective, who they get in the first round. I don't want to. I don't want mm-hmm. the Nets in the first round. I just don't. I just don't want any part of Durant. It's not fair to be not. the one or the two seed and have to see the Nets. Now you're you're not going to be sure where the Nets are going to be in terms of the playoffs. They're, they're not a guarantee to get in because they could trip up in the play and they probably won't as long as they're healthy. But uh, if the Knicks, if, if the Nets are in that seven and eight and they win that first game, they're a seven. So they play the two seed. That could be the Sixers. Uh, if they dropped it to the nine ten match to the nine ten slot, which I don't think they will, but it's not impossible. Then they're looking more at a eight seed, which would mean probably Miami. I know Miami lost last night, uh, and Milwaukee's played well, so it's hard to project who's going to play who. I just think. Uh, it, be a tough break for Philly after all this to have to deal with the Nets in the first round. And I'd be curious what that first round series price would be. I don't, I, I think Philly would be favored, but it'd probably be a slight favorite. Listen, we all assume, you know, not literally me and you, but just the majority of people here and, and insiders, credible people. I'm not, you know, saying these are idiots talking, but I think too many people will are saying, well, yeah, the Nets, the Nets will, will come out of the play in. I mean, they're in eighth right now. Toronto's in seventh. So they got to go win one game against Toronto. Toronto can can knock them off for a game. And now Brooklyn's back's against the wall a little bit. Like yeah. the play-in tournament is not as easy of a cakewalk. I just think as some are, are implying and just quickly to gloss over it. Yeah, but if you're in the eight spot, and I assume if Durant stays healthy here, they'll get to the eight. You got two chances to win one game, and you have Durant. So if you don't beat Toronto, which they'll be favored against, who you're dealing with, Charlotte or Atlanta? And Atlanta. uh, I mean, should win one of those two games. If you if you go zero two against Toronto 
and Atlanta or Charlotte. I mean, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. I would be shocked. I'd be shocked if they miss it all together. Now, if Durant rolls an ankle, re-injures himself, whatever, uh, hey, all bets are off. They're not going anywhere anyway. <laughs> but I, I would expect that the Nets – now, they're going to be in the play. They're not making themselves – uh, making their way into the main draw. They're just too far behind, you know, Cleveland, Boston. They're six in the loss column to go. We only got 16 games left. I mean, the season's kind of yeah, – we're, we're, we're getting near the end here. So they are going to be in the plane. I, I would expect them to come out of that round uh, in some form or fashion. It's going to be interesting. I mean, the East is just completely wide open. You mentioned Boston. They look they look great. I mean, they were 12-1 to 1 not too long yeah. ago to come out of the East at Bet Rivers today. They're plus 850, uh, and it's just – you can't call it, man. One through six, you throw in Brooklyn there in eighth. It's – you can pick a card, any card. Yeah, I, I think it's easier to just kind of eliminate teams. I would eliminate Chicago. I don't think they're good enough, uh, especially if they don't get these guys back. I don't think they're good enough. Cleveland, nice story, nice year. Uh, they're not good enough. Uh, Miami's going to be the one, but again, Miami, I, I they just – I don't know if they have enough half-court offense – they really struggle to they get don't. a bucket. Um, you know, it's it. You're you're right. It's it's definitely more wide open than usual. I mean, when you throw Boston in there, Milwaukee's quietly won six in a row. They've kind of gotten their act together. We know how good the Sixers are. The Nets have Durant. Yeah, it's it, it's way more wide open than usual. Usually, the first round you get one or two series in each conference that are just a waste of time. You know, four zero. Uh, you know, I, I miss. I don't know if you're old enough to remember when it used to be best of five in the first round. I'm always screaming yeah. every year. It should be best of five. A lot of these series stink. You're probably not going to get any dead series. I mean, think about it. If you got a one eight with the Nets, you know, Heat or Sixers, Nets, God forbid. Uh, all these series gonna are going to be, be pretty good. I'm excited for it. Yeah, so am I. It's going to be absolutely loaded uh, from top to bottom. So that's why, you know, we, we've talked a lot about the futures in, in the East in particular. But it's it's fair game. It's worth bringing it up, and maybe we can get to that in a minute. But I do have a player prop play tonight uh, if you want to hear this from me. so Do I have a choice? I, I've just been riding this lately. Now, Tyrese Maxey has been an absolute oh, stud. He's, he's arguably been the story here in Philadelphia. Yeah. And there's plenty of stories, man. But uh, you look at what he's been able to do going back to Harden's debut in Minnesota on the February 25th, 28 points, 21, 25, 33, 18, 17 past two games he's cooled off a little bit but his uh his point total for this game tonight will 17 and a half I, I love the over at home in a big spot I I think Maxie gets to 20 relatively easily I would say that's my favorite player prop play tonight I like it I co-sign uh let me ask you one question about Maxie this season ends whatever happens happens a, a trade for Damian Lillard you have to include Maxie are you doing it <sighs> It's funny because I was saying yes pre-Harden um, as much as I liked Maxi then, but I, I wanted to get a star in here. Now that we have that star, Maxi looks like a third star in the making right now. It's very early, okay? I get it. But I, I don't know if I'm doing that because they're, they're going to try and trade Tobias. Like, Tobias is gone after this year. He doesn't fit. He makes no sense right now with Harden in the mix. So is Tobias and a couple other pieces not named Maxi enough to bring in a Damian Lillard? 
I would explore that, but I'm not giving away Maxi, man. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting Lillard unless you give up Maxi. I'll throw, yeah, I'll throw Beal in there too, Lillard. So if it comes down, to, I don't know what which way I'd go, but you would say no to that. You would not do that because you'd have Lillard, Harden, and B. That is tempting. I know how good Maxi is. That really is tempting to have Lillard. There's obviously a big age difference, uh, and Lillard missed a lot of the year with the injury. Boy, it's a tough one. It's tough to say no to that. It's it's tough. It to, is. It's tough to give Maxi away, but it's tough to say no to that. So I don't know the answer to my own question. I'm just curious what you thought. Yeah, no, it's it's a great question. But you look at if we just copy and paste it, Maxi's production over the past couple weeks. It's only a couple weeks, but if he floats around this production the rest of the way, and if he shows us something in the postseason, you you got something special right now. Besides Harden and Embiid, you have something special with a young Tyrese Maxi. You really do. I wonder what Maury would do, especially if they didn't win a championship. You know how his, uh, you know his obsession with stars—that's his whole uh, mantra, his whole philosophy. Yeah. Get as many stars as you can. We'll figure it out later. If I have one, I want to get two. If I have two, I want to get three. So, boy, I wonder. I wonder if he if he just made it maxi and whatever for Lillard. If he'd do that. If I'm Portland, I, w- I want to move off of Lillard. I they t- probably yeah. too late in moving off of him. You're not obviously a championship contender. You're kind of in no man's land. Just get as much as you can for him. That's uh, it's kind of a fascinating topic because it's uh, it's tough, man. A, a team with Harden and Embiid and Lillard, boy, that's uh, that would be hard to stop. But I can understand not really wanting nice. to give up Maxi. That's a tough one. Yeah, it, it is a tough one. But and I'm basing it a little bit off of what the team has said. Now organizations lie all the time in professional sports, so not always gospel. But they were stubborn. Hellbound on absolutely no, we are not including Tyrese Maxey, no matter what. So I, I don't see why why they'll they'll move off of that, especially when they start to see how well he's playing uh, with Harden post trade. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a great off season. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to need a good off season. The way baseball talks are going, we're going to be. Uh, have you have you thought about how your shows are going to be with no baseball? Or we'll, we'll be all right because well. Playoff basketball, we'll have – I mean, playoffs will take us to June. We'll have the hockey. By then, you figure they'll be back by June. So are you worried about it or not too much? No, I'm not I'm not worried about it, honestly. Um, you know, especially here in Philly, it's like <laughs> we're, we're talking Eagles 90% of the time, <laughs> I feel like even in July when baseball is going on. Um, and and that's that's an ugly peek behind the curtain of how bad the Phillies have been really <laughs> in, in recent years, past decade. But – uh, I hope that's not the case, man. I hope we're talking baseball. We're talking best bets every day because I can't wait to do the city cast for the first time, hopefully during a baseball season. Yeah. Uh, look, if we get it back by May, we'll all live. It's it's not the end of the yeah. world. It's just it's frustrating. But, I mean, coming up, we got March Madness that kind of take us right into I'm trying to think of when the playoffs. Playoffs is what, mid-April for basketball. So we'll be okay. I mean, think about it. It was actually two years ago today when – the sports world shut down for yeah. good, good. That Wednesday, It was the Wednesday night with Gobert. Then it was the Thursday where, remember, they started playing college basketball games. I think it was St. John's at Creighton. They went to half, and they never finished the game. Was that the right scenario? They, yeah, they started the day trying to, hey, yeah. we're, we're going to just kind of whistle through the graveyard here. We're going to play these games. And then by like 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, everything was shut down. The tournament was canceled. One of the uh, one of the more depressing sports days of the year. Like, it's hard to believe that's two years ago. In, in some ways, that feels like it's you know ten years ago. It feels like it's ten minutes ago. Some other ways, but uh, if we got through you know March through July with no sports, we can get through you know no baseball for a month or so. 
Yeah, we can get through anything. I, I remember that vividly because I was down in uh, AC at Boardwalk Hall catching in catching some uh, some action, some Mac uh, the Mac Conference tournaments at uh, Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City, and they stopped the game and we all had to leave. Which Mac? The uh, the Metro Atlantic. Yes. Okay. I saw Iona lost last night, I and mean, they were supposed to be a juggernaut. They got upset. I don't think they're going to get in. I'll have to look at. The Lenardi's of the world. I don't think they're getting in that large, though. That was a, a bad loss by Iona. A uh, 14 and 18 rider team upset him yesterday. Yeah, 71 70 in, in, a, in a barn burner. Rick Bettino said his, uh, his guys are devastated, obviously. Yeah, because I think they had to at least, you know, get into the final two there for that tournament, if not, you know, win it at large and obviously fell way short. Yeah, a lot of these bubble teams struggled yesterday. Uh, Virginia Tech hit a three at the buzzer to win, but a lot of these, uh, Wake, some of these other teams, I'm trying to think uh, who else, some of these teams really had bad days that are on the bubble. It's uh, It'll be interesting. I, I love Selection Sunday. I'm so excited for this. But, yeah, Iona went down. That was a, a terrible loss for them. All right, so we can wrap up in a few minutes. Well, when, when it's time to wrap up, we can give our final thoughts for the Sixers-Nets, but – Man, a lot else has been happening. I mean, oh, Carson man. Wentz gets traded to Washington. Russell Wilson becomes a Denver Bronco. Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay. I feel like we should at least touch on some of that. You covered the Rodgers thing. That's about my level of interest in discussing it. Rodgers is back with Green Bay. We can all move on. Ridiculous <laughs> how he strung everybody along. Enough. He, he We kind of got the feeling he's going back to Green Bay. If he wanted out, he would have said it a while ago. It's just it's ridiculous. Yep. So Rodgers with Green Bay. I'm with you there. Uh, Wilson. I'm curious what you thought. I get it from Denver's perspective. Now, he wasn't great last year, but look, you got a good roster. You're in a great division. You haven't had a, a, even an average quarterback in like a decade. What else were you going to do? I mean, maybe overpaid by one too many things, but like what else were you going to do? So I get it from Denver's perspective. What did you think? I completely agree. Yeah. I said it the other day. Like the people out there that are saying, what is Russell Wilson thinking going to that division? And what what's Denver thinking given that much? It's a haul. Russell Wilson doesn't care about his division. He wants to be in a better situation. He he got it. You yeah. know, and if you're Denver, go get a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how much influence Wilson had and in, in where he could have gone because ideally he would probably – you're probably better off staying in the NFC when you think about it. Like who's the second best quarterback in the NFC now that Brady's gone? Is it Stafford? Is it Cousins? I mean, it's so lopsided now. Um, you know, Carolina, Washington, could you have gone to a better spot? Maybe, but – like well, you said, Washington, just to chime in on that, because yeah. you, you hit the nail on the head. I just read this article this morning. Washington offered Seattle like three or four first. Oh, round he didn't want to go there, picks, I don't Will. think, right? Yeah, Seattle didn't want to send him uh, in the conference. See, that's stupid. Like, what difference does it make? If you're Seattle, you're tank. What? Oh, we don't. Oh, you're gonna. You're worried about playing him in the NFC Championship game. You don't have a. You have Geno Smith and Drew Lockett quarterback. You're not competing for the next two, three, four years, maybe beyond. Maybe okay. Two, four years is maybe extreme. Hopefully, uh, if you're Seattle, you find something. But uh, you can't worry about where you send them. I mean, the the uh, the Spurs did this with Kawhi. Hey, we're not going to send him in the West. Hey, if you're trading Kawhi, guess what? You're not competing. And they ended up getting a terrible package back for him. I mean, DeRozan wasn't even DeRozan at the time, and uh, they got. Pertle in a pick, they really got a, a bad return when you see some of these draft pick uh, returns these other guys get, like Anthony Davis and George. They got not a lot back. Uh, and you just can't worry about where you send these guys, especially if you're trading Wilson. You're basically tanking next year. I, that, that to me, is, yeah. uh, is broken logic. I feel like it's such an ego thing. Like, well, we don't want to get knocked out by the guy that we traded. It's like, dude, 
you're trading them. Like, figure out what's best for you and, and move on. What are you scared and of? And you're going to be picking in the top five next year. I mean, they're kind of a sleeper. I don't even know if it's a sleeper. They're going to be in the mix for the f first pick in the draft, barring something uh, unforeseen quarterback. I mean, you're going to roll in. There's no rookie quarterbacks to draft that are going to be any good. It doesn't look like. You, who are you going to? You're going to play Locke or Geno Smith, who Geno actually wasn't terrible last year. But, I mean, what He's is that? A a, what is that? A five-win team? A six-win team at best? I mean, I'm not... not Put it this way: If it, if it, their line was five and a half, I'm not betting over for season wins. I, you can't worry about where you send them. That's a strange one. He's 33. By the time you get good again, he's not going to be. He's already starting to decline a little. So I I, under, I don't understand that logic at all. Get the best package. I mean, that's what you got to do. Get the best package. No, absolutely. Uh, I I agree with you. But for for whatever reason, they that's their line of thinking, and because of that, Carson Wentz now uh, becomes a commander. Will, does that does that move the needle for you at all? It's still so weird to see the commanders. No, it doesn't. It gives them a better chance to win the division. I, I think it really limits their upside. Again, I don't know what else you do for the, these teams that need a quarterback. I don't know what you do. Uh, you look at his stats, 27-7 and seven last year. Wow, that's pretty good. But if you watch him, it just, I don't know, some of the turnovers, some of the mistakes. Uh, it, it, he was in bubble wrap. Yeah, he was. He was. And, you know, he's a tease. He'll make some great throws here and there, but he's just not accurate enough. Uh Again, you have to worry about injuries with him. He was fairly healthy last year, although he did miss the first couple games, missed the last uh, second to last game with COVID. I'm not a huge fan of the deal. I understand it. It gives him a decent chance to win the division. That's a pretty good roster. Not great. Uh, I don't love it, though. Um, all right. So that's probably about it for, for the QB carousel talk. We, we did mention a little bit of March Madness, college hoops, and I'll, I'll throw... Uh, let me jump in one more. Is, is Watson just not in the mix anymore? Because these teams, if you're going to give up all this pack, you figure you wait for Watson. I guess there's just too much uncertainty where uh, Watson's the next domino to fall. But if, you know, if I'm Denver, if I'm going to give up all that, that's the one option, the one thing where I was like, hey, what else can you do if you're Denver? Watson would be the one, but my guess is he's not in the mix because I, he, he's younger. He's probably a little better than Wilson. He could have waited for Watson, so my guess is he's not in the mix, but I don't know. I, I saw, I believe on ESPN.com, that they're having the something civil suit in front of a grand jury tomorrow okay. where that is essentially a vote with the 12 jurors if they're going to take it to the next step for legal action or not. So. I, I think, Will, don't don't quote me on this. This is a little bit out of my wheelhouse here with all this legal BS. But uh, I think tomorrow, Friday afternoon to Friday evening, we're going to know a little bit more as it relates to Deshaun Watson. Yeah, because, again, if you had a chance to get Wilson, I understand you're getting him. Um, I would prefer Watson in a perfect world. But, again, like you said, it's not a perfect world. Who knows if he's going to be cleared, when he's going to be cleared. You can't be sitting around waiting forever. You can't be... You know, it's July, and hey, we'll see what happens with Watson. Then we'll make a trade. You want to get your team organized. So uh, just something to keep an eye on. And uh, it, it's funny. I had Ian McMillan on the other day, and we were talking about the quarterback carousel. And five minutes before the trade, I was like, you think any of these guys are going anywhere? He's like, nah, I think Wilson's staying put. I don't know if we ended up uh, editing it out, but it was just pretty funny, the timing of it. Blue Rogers wow. right off the page, too. You know, and it's funny you bring up Watson because I saw another a few different articles that mentioned – if things go the right way, as far as his legal troubles, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a front runner. Yeah. So, you know, is that worth making a very early futures bet 
in anticipation the Steelers land someone like Watson, we have no idea how many games he could be suspended for. So maybe that's a, a reach, but no, it's not a reach. It's definitely not a reach. You have to get this before the number moves. Like anyone that's betting Denver now at twelve to one to win the Super Bowl, like you're just you're not you're not doing it right at twelve to one. Those yeah. odds just aren't good enough. Uh, you know what I think happened? I think they kind of jacked Denver's number up, thinking there's the possibility of getting Rodgers, so they were already a little inflated. And then they get Wilson, then they move him again. So to me, twelve to one, it's they're they're way gone. Do you consider Denver a contender? Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean. I, I like Wilson. I'm not in the camp of uh, last year. I don't know. I, I think he's going to bounce back, especially in a new situation. Probably. I think the flip side of that is he's behind. That offensive line is not good for Denver, and he's got a skill set that I worry about how it ages. The, you know, the running around. Uh, I just worry. It's like a point guard. Once you get have a point guard who's been in the league like 10, 11 years, like uh, Kemba Walker or something, that quickness, that shiftiness moves a little bit. I mean, that's, that's his whole game is moving around and, and making a throw. So that I worry about, but again, uh, if you're Denver, what else were you going to do? So I understand it. Is there um, is there a contingent in Philly that says, well, hey, what were we doing? We have all these first-round picks. Why didn't we get Russell Wilson? You would think. I mean, yeah. I was in that camp, but way too many fans were screaming and yelling, no, do not give up all of your assets for a guy like Russell Wilson for some of the points that you brought up. Uh, we have an entire defense to build. We still have some questions on offense. Let you know, run it back with Jalen for a year and and use those picks differently. So it seems like those people got their wish for right now. Yeah, I probably would have done it if I'm Philly, just because the the conference is wide open, the division's pretty much wide open. I mean, Dallas always finds a way to to fall on their face. You can't trust them two years in a row, uh, two years in a row, and their cap situation is not great. Uh, looks like they're getting rid of Cooper. You know, we know McCarthy's issues. Uh, probably wouldn't have to give up all three first ones, but if I can give up two of those ones, some other twos, I, I don't know. I probably that, that would be very tempting if I was Philly. Again, I'm not a Hurts fan, so if I can add Wilson to this team, everyone looks a little better. Uh, yeah. I, I would probably do, have done that if I was Philly. I absolutely would have. I was screaming and yelling for it. I'm, I'm still hoping they can get Deshaun Watson, you know, pull something out of the rear here with him. I, I'm all for upgrading. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I just don't know. Uh, how realistic it's going to be, especially with all the uncertainty with Watson. Um, let, let's let's move to some college hoops here for a couple minutes, and I'll just throw a game out uh, locally for here in, in Philly. Nova in the quarterfinals tonight, Will. Uh, their six-and-a-half-point favorite taking on St. John's at the Garden. Uh, is that a game that's on your radar at all? Yeah, I like the Johnnies in that one. The Johnnies will get into your jersey on defense. They'll press. They're annoying. Uh, Gillespie, that's the one thing he can kind of struggle with that uh, constant pressure. Uh, I, I like the Johnnies. I think they're live. I, I would, would I be shocked if I'm, I'm curious what their uh, odds to win the Big East tournament are? You're probably better off just taking them game by game in a money line parlay. But I think the St. John's uh, that that St. John's is is pretty live. I think that'll be a good game tonight. I'm with you. I don't feel comfortable laying six and a half in any matchup in the Big East, or, or quite frankly, in any conference tournament matchup yeah. similar to this. I was going to say it's a neutral court, but it's not. It's at the Garden, so that's pretty much a home game for uh, for St. John's. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's actually a pretty good bet. I like St. John's. Yeah, uh, St. John's on the money line at Bet Rivers, plus 230 Ooh. if you're feeling froggy. Ooh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, any other any other college games to put you on the spot for a second that you looked at? It's early in the day as we're oh, recording. Oh, there's about 100 of them today. Uh, Michigan-Indiana is interesting. You feel like that's a loser-leave town game. The winner probably is in the NCAA tournament. The loser's probably out. That's an interesting one. Don't really have a play on that. I would lean towards. Really? You think you think if Michigan doesn't win this one, they're they're not in? I think they're, they're... – Ooh, they might be on that first four in. They're close. They're in better yeah. shape than Indiana. Indiana needs to win the game. Michigan, yes. who knows? It's hard to get in the head of this committee. Uh, against a lot of these bubble teams lost yesterday, so that helps Michigan. That helps Indiana. They're safer than Indiana. I wouldn't say safe-safe. And, again, you, you might have to be in that first four, which is kind of like a, it's basically a playing game. So uh, – you you want to get into the main draw if you're Michigan. I think if they win, they probably would. But again, who knows? You know what the committee's thinking, how they view them. So that's an interesting yeah. one. Uh, I think that's a noon start. Eleven thirty. Wow. Oh man. I mean, this is just the best. I mean, you get from, from morning to morning. It's just twelve, thirteen hours straight of basketball on top of basketball. It's just the best. I'm excited for it. It's a uh, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, Syracuse Duke at noon, Florida A M at noon. And then you can go George Mason, Fordham at noon. Uh, you know, <laughs> you got a full slate here ahead of you if you just want to park it right on the couch and watch college basketball for 14 hours straight. It's amazing. Sounds good to me, man. Sounds good to me. Yep. All right, man. Good stuff. We we went through a lot there. Just to recap uh, some of our thoughts for the, the big NBA matchup tonight, Nets coming into Philly. Uh, I'm good laying the, the four now. With the 76ers, my player prop play is Tyrese Maxey over 17 and a half. Uh, your, go ahead, reiterate, yeah, reiterate yours. I'll lay it with the Sixers tentatively. It's, that's a lean, though. That's not a strong play. I will, uh, yeah, I'm with you on Maxey. I think that's a good one. I'm definitely with you there. I like the over. I just, to me, this is a 132 to 125. This is going to be uh, an old ABA game. I just think both these teams are over teams. Uh, you make a good point about the crowd, but I just think neither of these teams will be able to stop the other one. Uh, Nets have been really bad on defense. They're just so small. I would expect Embiid to have a monster game, too. I'm excited for it. It should be a lot of fun. Going to need more TVs. I need more TVs. All these college games, Net Sixers, there's a lot going on. Yeah, I might have to you know, do a, a little Best Buy or Walmart run or something. Grab a couple flat screens here. Yeah. All right, thank you guys for listening. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Net Sixers tonight, a lot of college basketball tonight, tomorrow, the whole weekend. So we'll be back tomorrow to cover it all. We'll be back, we'll be doing plenty of college this next uh, next week or so. Get you ready for the brackets for the tournament. Thank you guys for listening. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.